0: What's up, everybody? This is Dick the Football Bleacher Report's NFL Drafting College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Miller. Joined because it's Friday, Mellow riding shotgun with a tall boy natural light. There it is. Oh, back to our roots tonight. It's going to be a fun show, Mellow. We got your boy, David Sills V. David Sills V joining on the, the podcast. I uh, Can't wait to talk to him about, we've already had his coach, Dana Holgerson, on now. We can get into some of the things that... Holgerson had to say about Sills, what he's doing to prepare for the NFL draft, all that good stuff. And we also have some top fives. And as always, we're going to get to those draft on draft questions. We absolutely are the top five tonight. The top five AAF players we're excited for. I call it an audible. Athletic as fuck players. And that's <laughs> what that means, <laughs> yeah, right? That's what the kids are saying. Uh, it is going to be fun. I want to remind everybody, the month of March is going to be a busy one for for you and I, Mello. We're going to rack up those frequent flyer miles. We are doing meetups March second, Indianapolis. March fourteenth, Nashville. March thirtieth, Kansas City. It's basically the tailgate tour. It's the Midwest leg all of- over again. Right? We're like a band. We just need a tour. Oof. Yeah. Hey, anybody listening to this? Quicken Loans or whomever. We need a tour bus. That's all we need. We could be hitting the Midwest. You'd have to hire a driver, but we'd be fine. Uh, so check out uh, our Twitter account or download the Night Out app and and just look for Stick to Football events. Uh, you can just search Stick to Football. You'll see all the events. It's free. to right. Come hang out with us. The first one though, March second, it's NFL Combine weekend. We're gonna be in Indy, hanging out at Two Deep Too Deep, excuse me, Brewing Company, having a grand old time. Mellow me, you and Connor will be there. Our boy Big Country will be and a lot of the great stick-to-football listeners are coming to Indy. Right, and you alluded to it earlier. It is free. We're asking, we're selling tickets, but they're free tickets. <laughs> we're not it's, selling them. Yeah, <laughs> it's more of a head count. Let us know how many people are going to be there. Let Too Deep know how much beer they need to brew. Uh, so absolutely free. We are actually giving away stuff if you show up. So we're paying you to be there. Yeah, exactly. Koozies, stickers, wristbands. You guys see it on Twitter. You're like, where can I get one? This is where you can get one. Any of those three events. Let's jump into it, buddy. Though the Combine invite list came out Thursday. 338 players invited to Indianapolis for the Combine. My hot take, Mello, is that's not enough players. It's really not. There's how many picks? 278 in the draft. 256. Okay, I was very close. You're so close. you want to get a look at not just those 256 that are going to get drafted. <laughs> you got to get a look at a T-bone. <laughs> got to stick your head up a bull's ass. So you got to get more players than that. We need like 350, 400 players. I, I think four hundred is where you need to be because you have all the seniors that we just spent a month, you know, at at NFLPA Shrine Game, Senior Bowl, and then you add one hundred and thirty-five juniors to that list of players, and it's just there's just too many guys to get through the car wash that is the scouting combine with all the medicals and interviews, and even if. If the city of Indianapolis, which they're so fantastic at this, if they say, you know what, we can't do 400 MRIs in a week. Can't do it. Okay, we'll make a priority list of guys who are going to get medicals. Yeah, top 250. Bring in another 150 then that are going to do drills and they're going to interview. Like it's The NFL has buried their head in the sand as far as this junior uh, really predicament that they have right now of, A record-setting amount every year declares for the draft. You can go back 10 years, and it was like 39 guys. Now it's 135. So you need to get them into this process. I love Indianapolis. I don't ever want to see it go to Dallas or L.A. Like, keep an Indy. It's a great setup. It's a walkable downtown. The stadium's right there. Great stakes, by the way. (laughs) Great steakhouses. And you know. You're laughing because you know. Because I've been to nine combines, and I have my spots. And I don't want to see it leave there because if I can't go to St. Elmo's, if I can't go to Prime, I'm going to be upset. Keep it in Indy. Yeah, well, and also you you don't want to see a snub list come out. Guys like Penny Hart, who had a great week at the Senior Bowl, we want to see him keep that momentum going during the combine, but he didn't get the invite. And I know that we've talked about him before, maybe like a kill the narrative thing with him. But you want to see him go and show up and run and run routes. That's what he excelled at. So get him on the field at Indy and see what he can do. But we don't get that. Yeah, and there are, I mean, like you said, there's a snub list. You can look at uh, Donald Parham at tight end, not invited. You can look at uh, a Divine Ozogunov. I don't know how to say his name. The running back from, from Nebraska. Nebraska. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of good players that weren't invited. So, unfortunately, that's part of it. And I would say this. as uh, If you're a player listening to this podcast and you were not invited to the Combine, it's not the end for you, especially this year. More than ever, they just can't accommodate as many talented players as they need to. So, keep your head up. Work your ass off because you got a pro day coming up. One guy that I, I can't believe we're still talking about, but he just keeps playing well. Nick Foles. The Eagles uh, picked up his option for 2019, and he opted out. Yeah, they tried <laughs> so, to. There has about an hour there where it was like, oh, what will happen? He opted out. Uh, he was on the hook for, I believe, $20 million this year. So now Nick Foles is a free agent. And the reason I want to talk about this on our show, which covers the draft and the offseason, is because... He's in a, a it's almost like a basketball player now where he has the like a no trade clause. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't want to, if they try to trade him to the Jaguars and he doesn't want to play with the Jaguars, guess what? He won't sign the franchise tag. So the Eagles now, that is their play. They can sign him to a franchise tag and attempt to or not sign. They can place the franchise tag on him and attempt to trade him now until that that tender is due. And I think that's what will happen. Oh, they don't want to let him walk for nothing. So I, I think we're going to see Nick Foles now as a trade target, not a free agent piece. So what do you see as the trade value for him? What what can teams Dude, expect to give up? Sam Bradford was traded for a 1. I just want to remind you of that. Now, it was late in the process, and the Vikings thought they had a Super Bowl team. Teddy Bridgewater was traded for a 3. Mm-hmm. I think Nick Foles goes for a 1 and Ooh. a 3. Or a future two? I think he goes for a lot. So for a one and a future two, possibly? Yes. Or a one and a three? No, no. A one and a three or a one and a future two. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. That's a, that's a lot for a quarterback, but it's a quarterback. It's a quarterback.
1: And there are a lot Who's of teams good?
0: that need a quarterback this year, and we just don't have them in this year's draft. So I, I agree with you. I think the Jaguars are going to go hard after guys like Foles or guys like Bridgewater I don't think a lot of teams are going to love the quarterbacks in this draft either. I know that there's probably a couple. The Denver Broncos are going to have to make a move. But for Nick Foles, I don't think that's the fit. I think they're going to go with a young guy. But teams like the Jaguars, probably not the Giants, but the Redskins, the Dolphins, those guys want a veteran quarterback. They're right. not ready to rebuild. Man, if you're the Dolphins, you just hired a defensive head coach in Brian Flores who so had a great, great Super Bowl uh, calling that defense. Why wouldn't you go after a Nick Foles? The Eagles aren't going to want to trade him within the division, right? So you can cross off the Giants. They're probably not going to want to trade him within the conference. That's kind of become a new thing now. Why not get him down to Jacksonville? To Jacksonville, exactly, man. Like, Jacksonville, Miami. Get him out of there so you don't have to deal with it anymore. Oh, that's – yeah, I would too because he's taking his team to a Super Bowl. You can say what you want about him. We've talked about Carson Wentz before, but – He's taken his team to a Super Bowl and won it and has played very well in the playoffs in the past two years. So teams are going to be hot after him, and I I hope it's the Jaguars, and that's my hot take. I think he will be a Jaguar. I, I would like to see it. I think that they could potentially be a playoff team if they can add someone like Nick Foles in there to uh, manage that team, be a plus version of the one good year we saw from Blake Bortles. So let's dive into uh, your boy, Kyler Murray. My boy. Kyler Murray was invited to the NFL scouting combine. I do that noise came from. But. So we, we've we seen a whirlwind with Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. I can remember talking about him in like uh, November or October and being like, yeah, sounds like he's not going to declare. We're not going to worry about it. He's going to go play baseball. Well, now we don't know. We still don't know what's going to happen. So we have to evaluate him a little bit. And he was invited to the combine. Uh, it remains to be seen what he will do there. And I know this is something that you and I have both spent a lot of time on. Uh, probably more time than we've spent on any other player just trying to figure out what's going to happen with Kyler Murray. And the fact that he was invited to the Combine doesn't mean he's going to do everything in the Combine. I know you have some takeaways and some news on this. I mean, we look at Kyler Murray and he does not have an agent for the NFL. Scott Boris is his super agent for baseball, but he is not licensed to be an agent in the NFL. To me, this just seems like a bid to drive up the cost with MLB. He doesn't have a quarterback coach. He doesn't have an agent. It seems like baseball is still going to be the option for him, and he's just trying to drive up costs because that's what Scott Boris does. This isn't a baseball podcast, but we got to talk about it. Scott Boris will drive up the cost for every player he's ever represented, and right now it's Kyler Murray. And MLB looks desperate. For whatever reason, they're willing to change rules to get him to baseball. I think that they are even going to work out a deal where this dude doesn't see a second in minor league ball. They're just going to put him on the ace, pay him a big MLB-style contract, and he's going to play baseball. I think what's most interesting is what you said there. No agent, as of Thursday night when we're recording. No quarterback coach. We've talked about our guys, Drew Locke, Jarrett Stidham. They're working with Jordan Palmer. Kyler Murray has not. You know what? This reminds me so much of Lamar Jackson. If you went back and listened to Stick to Football a year ago, I bet you're hearing us say the same things about Lamar Jackson. Weird interviews, you know, and he's he's shucking the process of no quarterback coach, no agent. You know, he eventually hired a marketing person, but his mom was his agent, and that's something I've heard. Mellow is that Kyler Murray's dad, Calvin, who, fun fact, was you know this, he was the guy at bat when Randy Johnson threw the pitch and hit the blew up the bird. Like he threw a pitch, ball hit a bird, bird blows up. That was Kyler Murray's dad at the plate. Great, great little thing to be known for. It sounds like he's really controlling this process. So you can compare it to LeVar Ball if you want. You can compare it to Lamar Jackson and his mom. But it's definitely a weird look right now for a guy that we've said could be a top 10 pick. Well, and people talk about it on Twitter, too. You see them like, oh, why the hell would you sign with an agent? All they're going to do is take that percent. But also what they're going to do is they're going to front that money for you to go to a guy like Jordan Palmer, and you're going to get that coaching for two To go months. to Exos. And guess what else? They are talking to teams. They're talking to scouts just like you. You can't walk through the senior bowl without an agent grabbing you and saying, hey, have you seen my guy? Have you checked out his film? Oh, I know. This is what he can do. They are selling that player harder than anyone. I'll guarantee Kyler Murray's dad isn't out there doing that for him. That's what you get with an agent. After you sign that first contract, if you don't want an agent, whatever. But they are very important through this whole draft process. They are selling you. That's what their job is. They are, and they're advocating for you. They're setting you up with trainers. They're preparing you for those psych evals, the wonderlick, the interviews you're going to have at the Combine, and he's getting none of that right now. You can't even ace a Dan Patrick interview that Gatorade's paying you for, and you think you're going to walk in a room with John Elway and be able to handle that interview? There's no way. You think you're. know how many times Drew Locke is probably taking the wonder look right now? Four? Oh, yeah. Like, there's no surprise. Once a week, he's probably taking it right now. And there's nothing, man. So, I don't believe he's going to throw an Indy. I don't believe he's going to run an Indy. I think he'll go to Indy and do the interviews and nothing else. Because guess what? He's still hedging. He's still on the fence about, am I going to play baseball? Am I going to play football? Yeah, I don't think we're going to see it. And last year, you look at Drew Rosen and the Lamar Jackson situation. Lamar Jackson goes 32 overall, does not have an agent. We didn't see a quarterback taken from pick 10 to pick 32. I think if Lamar Jackson has an agent, he gets in there in the top 15 because he has a guy backing him, guy or girl backing him, that can sell him to these teams and say, this is my guy, he fits your scheme, this is what you need. Yeah, and answering questions. You know, like uh, with Kyler Murray. Yeah, you know what? He's small, but this is what we're doing. You know, we're bulking him up. We're working on this. Uh, Enough, Kyler Murray. Let's talk about his old coach, Bob Stoops. Why? Bobby Stoops is back in the XFL. They're doing a good job, the XFL. You know, there's all this hype around uh, the AAF, the NFL season just ended, and there is a lot of hype right now about the XFL because Bob Stoops. Running that team in Dallas where he had a little bit of success in the Cotton Bowl that we don't like to talk about on this show. Yeah, why'd you bring it up? But you're <laughs> right because they they get a big name. And I don't know how well he's going to do, but I think this is his interview for NFL head coaching jobs. It's an interesting spot. I He could probably go coach any college program that he wants, but he's going to have his hand in pro football. I love what these leagues are doing. They're getting in some very good coaching prospects here. A uh, lot of guys with a lot of experience Hep here. Heb Hamilton, you remember him? Uh, oh, yeah. He's now the head coach in Washington. Yeah. XFL. So, not NFL. so, Bob Stoops, congratulations, dude. I'm just happy you're out of OU. I wish you'd take Lincoln Riley with you and make him your OC in any XFL program. Yeah. Last bit of news, Travon Hill, Virginia Tech. He was a pass rusher we talked a lot about early in the year. Uh, after the Old Dominion loss, mysteriously disappeared and he resurfaced. Manny Diaz has got the transfer portal going at the U. So Trevon Hill is going to be playing defensive end for Miami. Very excited to see. I mean, Manny's going about this. We talked to Dana Holgerson. Remember he was saying they were taking like, what, 50% transfers at West Virginia? Yeah. I think Manny Diaz is taking like 80% oh, transfers Oh, yeah. Like right he's now. taken every transfer it, so far. Yeah. You get guys in that have some college football experience. They are a, a little farther ahead. They're a little bit older. I would expect Miami to have a bounce back year. I mean, they're gonna be there be a bowl team, maybe a, a good bowl team. I like I like Miami a lot. I like my, Manny Diaz there too. One thing that I don't want to dive into, but I do want to mention, we got to figure out what's going on at Virginia Tech. They had two quarterbacks transfer within a week. One is a returning starter. One was like the guy in line to get that job. Numerous defensive linemen. There's something going on at Virginia Tech that is pissing off all their players, and they're hopping ship. Mello, the great list of interviews that we've had on this show just continues to expand. And I'm very excited about a player that we're on with now, David Sills, the fifth. I don't know how fucking great your family has to be to be a fifth, but you got to be really amazing and I think he's one of the best receivers in this year's draft class. I think the people have just kept hearing you sing country roads, man, and so that like, we got to get those West Virginia guys on here. But we are with David Sills. Uh it's great to have you on, man. How you been?
1: Uh been great. I mean, going through uh this whole draft process now, um, you know, with the senior bowl and the combine coming up here soon. Um, you know, so really been focusing on that and it, it's it's been interesting because, you know, every every the last 4 years your winner is, is pretty much set like you know what's going to happen you know you're going to have 6 a.m. workouts uh, you know you're going to be getting killed in the lifts and all that um you know so this whole this whole process has been uh you know new to me and and all the other guys i'm, I'm working with and everything so it's uh it's exciting to go through this process and kind of have something different than you've been doing for the last four years
0: man you you talk about different. so i got a first question here let's just get it out of the way Dude, how cool were you in middle school? Like as a 7th <laughs> grader with a fucking offer to USC? How cool were you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely thought I was the man. Uh, you know, it was it was it was pretty cool being on uh, Good Morning America. Um, you know, a couple of days after that happened and you know, looking back at it, I see the see the YouTube videos of me talking and I just sound like some, you know, little kid that has no idea what's going on and how like how big that really was back then. Because, you know, being 13, you really don't know much uh, you know, at that age. You're kind of just like, yeah, whatever, just going with the flow. Um, you know, so look looking back on that, it, it was it was a wild experience, but um, you know, definitely something I think put me in the position that I that I'm in now. Um, you know, obviously a completely different role, but I think with the whole media exposure and everything at such a young age, it it kind of, um, you know, made me feel pretty, pretty natural and pretty, um, you know, comfortable talking to doing interviews and talking to people. Um, You know, so, so I think that helped me in this area a little bit. I definitely
0: think so. Just jumping off right here. I coach junior high kids. So seventh graders, I know that they all think they are hot shit, but you, I mean, you actually were so kudos to you, man. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Appreciate that. I mean, I think uh, a lot of people uh, were were thinking I was kind of going to be. You know, I've heard Todd Morenovich and oh. heard heard that my entire life growing up. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to amount to anything. So, I think you know, obviously didn't go in the direction that everybody. Either thought it was going to go, if it was going to go good for me, uh, definitely didn't go in the way that people thought it was going to go bad for me, uh, but eventually kind of got to the same spot. So it all worked out in the end.
0: I got to bring that up because, like I said, we had uh, we had Dana Holgerson on uh, at the Senior Bowl, actually, and we, we brought you up. And he basically said that you can't throw the ball. we were like, so why didn't Stills work out a quarterback? And he's like, because you have to build complete passes. So, he, and he talked about that, like that you're one of the smartest kids he's been around. Like, you know, coach's son. Your dad uh, played some ball, and like, you know, that you're just a, a hell of a worker and you're incredibly smart and driven. How hard was that for you, though? Like, I want to hear your side of it. You, well, I, I mean, your thing there, was like you've been playing quarterback since you were six. So how hard yeah, is that I mean, to let so, go of?
1: So. I could, if I could still throw the ball like I could when I got the offer um, in seventh grade, I think I could play quarterback at a very high level. I mean, I feel like I have all the attributes to play quarterback. Um, but around my junior year of high school, um, I got an injury to my hand and one bad habit turned into another, turned back to into another, and it turned into me pretty much overcompensating for a whole bunch of things and turning into one horrendous throwing motion. And I never could fix it. I mean it was it was uh something that that kind of um you know it was almost like, like Markel Fultz free throw shooting or something. <laughs> it was like kind of along the lines of that. Uh so I mean I if I think if I could still throw like I could when I would have got the offer to USC. I think I could have played college football at a very high level at, at the quarterback position. Um, you know, I'm sure Coach Hogerson would have agreed with that too. Uh, but you know, like he said, you do have to complete passes at quarterback, and that was literally <laughs> the one thing that was holding me back. I had everything else, but I couldn't complete a damn pass.
0: Yeah, well, I think things worked out for you. I mean, you were an All American, All Big Twelve, had 17 touchdowns. I think your junior year. How is playing quarterback in your history growing up there in that position? how's it helped you at receiver
1: uh i mean it's it's honestly i think it, it's made me kind of look at the receiver position a little bit differently you know so when I was playing quarterback you don't really you don't really understand what receivers go through and you really don't understand until you play the position when guys tell you that their legs are hurting don't throw them the ball fifty yards down the field on a go ball. <laughs> And, and when I was playing quarterback, I was like, "Yeah, okay, kind of just you, you go run. <laughs> you're like, fine. Like yeah. you're fine." But once you get out there and you're running, you know, constantly, those that that receiver legs—that's a real thing. And that was something that I got my freshman year because you have to train totally different to be able to sustain playing a, um, sustain playing a season at receiver, especially in you know the kind of offense that we run, where we're throwing the ball vertically. You know every other play, um, but you know I think playing quarterback really just it put me on the the same page with uh you know obviously Will and our offensive coordinator Coach Bev, um, you know who we had a great connection with. Uh, we we um, you know we're always on the sideline talking uh, about what the defense was doing, what what uh you know situations that the defense was playing on, you know third down, what they were doing, what plays we would have. You know, so I've really tried to just play the pre- receiver position the same as this or prepare for a game the same as I would prepare for a game as if I was playing quarterback. Um, you know, I used to sit in the, their, their meetings with them uh, and, and just kind of be a fly on the wall and listen to to what they were talking about. Just being able to understand uh, the checks that they're going to be making in this situation and that situation Ah, uh, so that when we were out there on the field, if I was seeing the defense kind of roll coverage and and get into a different situation, I almost knew the checks were going to come before they came. Like I was in my stance, like all right, well, let's, this this is what y'all talked about. Let's check it, and then he would check it to me. So, you know, definitely think that helped a lot, and obviously had to learn, you know, the ins and outs of playing receiver, fundamentals, technique, uh, all of that. Um, you know, but I think the the X's and O's part of the game came pretty naturally at receiver.
0: Now, I don't know if you know, I know you and I follow each other on Twitter, so you probably have picked up on this. We are Texas fans here uh, on the Sick Football Podcast. <laughs> so why do you hate Texas so much? Like, y'all are the only ones. Like, Oklahoma doesn't do the horn's down. It's West Virginia. Where does this hatred come from? I feel like you're picking on us.
1: Uh, I mean, I don't know. We had a, I, we, uh, going into that game, uh, Coach Hogerson was playing a video on repeat with with their fight song and it was it was uh, them last year when they played us at home and they were dancing on our on, on the sideline. You know they were doing a whole bunch of stuff like in the game that we didn't really realize um, you know after the game they were dancing on the logo and everything so that cut that whole week we just continued to hear their fight song and I was pissed off the whole week. I mean, I, I literally would sit in the locker room, and I was like, I'm not going in that team meeting room until it's as close as possible, until he turns off that, that fight song, because I, I was so tired of hearing it. So if it. I
0: sang it right now, you'd be okay? Like, I have a beautiful voice, so...
1: Uh, I mean, it was just the, it was the mass so I don't even know, I don't know what the word, not, I guess it wasn't their fight song, the, the, whatever the band plays.
0: Yeah, the words to the actual fight song are actually really bad. We don't like to talk about it. But as a, as a West Virginia guy, were you worried that they were going to break your hand like they did Will Greer's? <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, <laughs> at, right after, after the, after that, you know, it's always been a joke, like, Will, get down, because he always tries to make a move and then figures out the move didn't work and then tries to get down so we try to we always try to tell him to don't just throw the ball away don't run you won't need you doing any of that because you know we, we saw it wasn't it was a completely different team when he wasn't in the game and it, it, after I scored you know, I was looking at all these fans and I was just like man I'm gonna do it I don't care so I just just, uh, just did it and got a 15 yard penalty and Got uh, chewed pretty bad on the sideline by Coach Oberson. Uh I'm sure you guys have seen you know some of his temper tantrums, but kind of just you know he he was he was in one ear saying just chewing me out, and my my offense coordinator and my receiver coach in my other ear like man I don't care about that good play. Good <laughs> you just scored
0: the touchdown, like who cares about yeah. that shit,
1: right? So you mentioned
0: Will Greer, and I think there's a <clears throat> there's a, a perception about him. Where a lot of fans don't really know what he's like and what he's about because you know he was at Florida and he resurfaces to West Virginia. What is he like behind the scenes?
1: I mean, he, Will's awesome. He's uh, we we built a great um friendship. Uh, you know, when I when I first got to West Virginia, I didn't know I didn't know Will really at all. Uh, and 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 told him that you know I, I don't I don't know how to play receiver. So I'm going to try to figure it out. So let's let's uh, go throw as much as you want to. And we went out. I mean, we would go out there all the time and, and just have throwing sessions. Uh, you know, it'd be just me and him. Uh, then it grew into, you know, other guys and everything. Um, but building that connection just, you know, in this first couple months organically built a relationship off the field and we started you know playing golf we started going to dinner we started you know hanging out i was you know going over and, and hanging out with him watching tv where he, while he's with his daughter and his wife and just you know just doing stuff like that and um you know we just built a really good relationship but he's he's an awesome guy i mean he's i i don't know what the perception really is because i know who he is and what kind of guy he is you know he's great he's been a great leader when he's at west virginia uh, but he's just really a great all-around person. Um, you know, he he and he knows how to when he's in when he's in the the stadium and he's working out and having practice. He's being the best teammate that he can be. And then when he's at home, the, the script completely flips, and he's trying to be the best dad he can be, and the football stuff set aside. Um, you know, which takes a huge level of maturity that I don't know if a lot of guys at the college level could do. Um, you know, but I think that's what makes him so ready for being able to 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 be a starting quarterback of an NFL team and everything like that. So um, you know, he's a great guy. I think through this whole process, everybody will really start to know that that, you know, what happened at Florida doesn't resemble who he is. You know, I think that was kind of just, you know, something that, that, w- that was bad that happened to him. But um, you know, it doesn't resemble who he is. Uh, you know, and his if you asked any of the his teammates at West Virginia, they would say the same thing about him.
0: All right, man. Well, I got a two-part question for you. You talk a lot about being able to go and throw with Will Greer. Uh, You're not really a finished product yet at receiver. So what was the hardest part of becoming a receiver and what's been the funnest part for you for that switch?
1: Um, Well, I mean, like I talked about earlier, definitely after my freshman year, um, really really understanding how to train as a receiver uh, and making that transition for your legs to really – make it through a whole season. I think that was one thing that was pretty hard, but really when I came back to, you know, West Virginia, I I didn't have any, you know, that many bad habits at receiver because I, I never played it. So I didn't know, know, I've never heard anybody coaching me at receiver really. Um, So everything that I've been taught was from my receiver coach, you know, and, and he, I really just tried to kind of be like a sponge, uh, to what he was teaching, and uh, you know, soak all that up. So you know i've 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 done everything that he's been teaching me to do. so I'm you know excited about just continuing to learn and and that's what kind of drives me every day is, um, you know all these other guys have been playing receiver for you know their whole life and everything, and I've been doing it for two years and you know, been able to have the production that I've had in college, but that also says, to me okay well these guys have been doing it their whole life you got to catch up to them so i'm, I'm i feel like i'm continuing playing continuing to play catch up every day uh you know try and get better at my craft um you know and it, it hopefully carries on to the next level i think it will
0: so one thing like you've talked about it's the pre-draft process now <clears throat> and you signed with uh lee Steinberg, who, Uh, is also the agent for Patrick Mahomes, one of our good friends. Are you and Pat going to work out together uh, throughout this process? Like, that's the thing, right? Like, um, you know, like we always heard about Cooper Cup and Jared Goff working out together, you know, Mac Hollins and Carson Wentz. Is that something where you and Pat are going to work out together, or are there other quarterbacks uh, within your group that you're you're working out with?
1: Yeah, I mean, Pat's been pretty – he's been pretty busy lately. I mean, I saw him down at the Super Bowl, and he – you know, didn't have time to go to the bathroom without, you know, somebody doing an interview with him or anything like that. So when he when everything settles down, um, yeah, definitely uh, going to try to throw with him a little bit. Uh, but he it, I, he's that wasn't the first time I met him, uh, met him multiple times and, uh, you know, talked to him a lot. And he's uh, obviously very, very talented in what he's done in his first year of actually, you know, playing in the NFL you know, so I definitely want to go out there and and kind of pick his brain a little bit about what he thinks he sees. Uh, you know, in the the good receivers like Tyreek Hill and um, you know Travis Kelsey and all of them. Uh, so definitely want to, you know, go out there and, and throw with him as much. And you never know. There's, you know, one in 32 shot that I end up on that team. So we'll we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, as far as the draft process goes, the Combine's coming up. Is that something where, if you can, spoil it a little bit for us. Are you planning to do everything there, you know, run, do the drills? you Are going to go out there and compete?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to go out there and, and, and prove some people wrong in this forty uh so that'll be exciting because i I think a lot of people have you know that think that i'm gonna run a, a slower 40 so i'm gonna go out there and and do well at that and uh do all the testing and uh do all the drills as well
0: all right so let's talk about some other drills who do you think can bench press more me or you uh, <laughs> perhaps of 225
1: well, how many can you do
0: uh a lot <laughs>
1: <laughs> well a lot a lot to the offensive lineman and a lot to me are a lot different. So. How about
0: like a lot for a guy who hasn't played football since high school and hasn't exercised in two years?
1: I would so like I would, four. I would give my I would probably give the nod to me. Alright, I'm gonna go with you too if I'm betting.
0: We are looking forward to it, man. Like you said, uh, you know, the when you talk about comparisons and stuff, you know who everyone compares you to, right? Cooper Cup. Every time, it, it's
1: it. I mean, it's just it's going to be some white receiver. I know that. Right. Ed it McCaffrey, yep.
0: if you you know a little bit older, that's who it was going to be. But you uh, you had a great Senior Bowl, man. I remember uh, as much time as we could watch you with the practices being. Uh, you know shut out to us for one day is that you caught everything that was thrown your way and I think that's something that once people dig into your tape at, at West Virginia they're going to see that too so we appreciate your time dude this is one of the more fun interviews we've had with a prospect this year so appreciate you being like loose and light and, and enjoying this so we will see you in Indy after you run that blazingly fast 40-yard dash and, and hopefully we can catch up with you there man.
1: Yeah, I hope uh, I hope Dion says something after I run my forty-two like he did last year. <laughs> after the uh, the safety from Penn State ran his.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're in good company there. Yeah, do, real quick, do you have a prediction? What do you think you'll run?
1: Uh, I'm not gonna make any predictions. I just know it's it's gonna be faster than what people think.
0: All right, I like that. I appreciate it. All right, man, we will catch up with you soon. Thanks so much for your time.
1: Yeah, just uh, send me a text if y'all need anything else. Appreciate it.
0: Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Yep. All right. Thanks again to our buddy David Seals. I liked him. He was good. Like, like yeah, we're gonna have to get him back on the show. He's like, hey, just text me if you need anything. Uh, okay. I'm gonna text you. I'm right gonna now. text you. I'm gonna text you. Mellow's gonna hit you up at midnight tonight. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what do you think about turtles? <laughs> hey you up? <laughs> yeah. Hey you up? Yeah. Hit him with the hey you up, Mellow. Our top five this week is a special one. I I know there's like. People who are always like, I don't care about the CFL. I don't, like, stop. I am so excited for the AAF. I've already told my girlfriend Saturday she has to, like, go to Kansas City for something. I'm like, I'll stay home. I'll stay home. I'm good. I'm good. I'm watching football. Football. And this is so smart because they time it up. This league kicks off Saturday. The NFL ended Sunday. Yeah. Like, oh, football hang up? Nope. More football. And, and there I, are good players. Yeah, and we're going to get into that because our top five is... Our top five players from this league that we're excited about i'm, I'm not power ranking players <laughs> why not not yet not yet <laughs> not from this league no uh but i am very excited about it too i know that leagues pop up all the time it feels like we have about five this year popping up but i love what they're doing it isn't it's an eight team league but they're gonna start right now there's no wait to like forget about football you get into it right now. Another thing that I love that they're doing is no TV timeouts. And most of their commercials are not going to be full screen. You're going to get that little side by side in picture commercial at the bottom of your screen. Here's and I love thing. it. I, let's just go NASCAR with football. And I think that's one thing they're doing too. It's like they talk about more on field opportunities. Put a fucking logo of something, Quick Loans it. on a jersey, right? Get your revenue. You do that it way. In training camp, it works. Yeah. I'm excited about this league. There are eight teams, Mello, and our buddy Patrick uh, Chamberlain asked for us to just go ahead and pick a team tonight. So I'm going to need you to do that. Mm-hmm. The teams are, there are eight of them. The San Diego Fleet, that's Connor's squad, and their unis are clean. The Atlanta Legends, it's a good name. The Memphis Express, which like FedEx is there. That How can you, like, Right, <laughs> FedEx like, is yeah. your sponsor. Yeah. Yeah, Castaway. It should be their logo. <laughs> the San Antonio Commanders, which is long. That's wordy. I wrote mm-hmm. these down. That's really long compared to the others. And cramped, so yep. the Birmingham Iron. I like it. I don't know what the cultural like significance is there, but I'm with it. Here's my favorite name. The Arizona Hotshots. They're named really? after those firefighters. No. This okay. is a thing, like they're the ones who put out the forest fires. You've seen the movie. I've the... seen the preview. Yeah. It, very good okay. movie. I like the name. The Orlando Apollos. Well I hat tip to NASA. Like it. And uh-huh. the Salt Lake Stallions. So good team names, too. Like, this feels very Madden-created team to me. Like, Like, I would do all this. And very good coaches, too. We talked about it a little bit with when we mentioned Bob Stoops, too. But you got guys like Mike Singletary, yeah, coaching in Memphis. You have Steve Spurrier, Rick Neuheisel, Dennis Eckersley. Steve Spurrier is going to take a 30-pack of Coors Light, put his foot up, and coach some ball. Yeah, dude's down in Orlando. You yeah, know, he's when he's golfing. not coaching football, he's golfing. Oh, I love and when it. he's not doing those two things, he's, or drinking when he Coors is, Light. he's drinking. And I respect that about him. So, and, and there's a lot of other great things going on here. You can also find some of these games on BR Live, which is going to be great. We got to yeah. work our way into one of these games. Man. You and I calling a game would be amazing. But let's jump into it. Our top five AAF players. I've been out of the office on Thursdays for roughly a year. I'm excited. <laughs> I have a Wyoming quarter.
1: We got 2007.
0: Start bringing in like each of us a new uh, quarter, quarter every other right. week. <laughs> Idaho and Wyoming. We keep going back. So Melo gets heads every week. I get tails every week. If you're new to the show. and it is heads because it bounced off the wall so mellow you are up first my good sir okay so i am gonna go i think a little bit off the rails here and I am trying to force your hand into a draft pick. I will not lie. So I'm not going to go with the top guy on my board. I'm going to go with a quarterback that I'm excited to see. I'm going to go with Connors guy, Christian Hackenberg. Uh, he's going to be the one. Connors of, guy, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> one of the quarterbacks for the Memphis team. And they're they're pretty loaded at quarterbacks. four quarterbacks. But I lo- Hackenberg has a lot of potential. He never really got an opportunity to play in the NFL. So I want to see what he can do. So for me, I'm going to take old Christian Hackenberg. First overall, I just I want to see him play professional football. I want to see what he's developed into because there was a shitload of potential at Penn State. Uh, I, I know where you're going with this, and yeah. I respect it. <laughs> I don't like it, but I respect it. The number one player on my board is the greatest running back prospect I had scouted until last year. That's Trent Richardson. Oh, and he's of playing for is. the Birmingham Iron, and I'm excited for the Redemption Tour to begin, baby. Uh, I just want him to be healthy and carry the ball. I may make a little money. The contracts on this are actually pretty good too. I I did but, my research. Like Seventy here. grand? No, two hundred and fifty. What? And they get three-year deals. And I'm assuming there's um, a lot of outs if you get an NFL deal off this. But back to Trent Richardson, I really do want to see this guy play football again. He was very special at Alabama. And I know everybody missed on him. He looked good his rookie year as well. When he got traded to the Colts, it was like, what are the Browns doing? Yeah, everybody thought it was a great pick. Like You get a marquee running back for the next couple of years yeah. to pair with Andrew Luck. And you know for a lot of different reasons, it didn't work out. But I I really like that pick. I mean, could be a very special running back. Maybe even works his way back into the NFL. I'm up again, and I'm going to stick with the quarterback position uh, because a guy that I used to be a fan of, and then I kind of wasn't a fan of him, and then I kind of was, and now I kind of just want to see what he has left in the tank, is Garrett Gilbert. He's going to be playing (laughs) for that Orlando team. I just The potential. Right? Like, lost that national championship. I thought we were set. I thought he was going to be special. Maybe he can still come out and do some things. I want to see what he can do in this new league. I I have him on my list. He was way down just out of spite. (laughs) So, number two on my list and the player I'm most excited. So, I actually had Josh Johnson at number two. The San Diego Fleet drafted him first overall. But he was the starting quarterback for Washington down the stretch. So, I don't know exactly. I couldn't find him on their roster. Same. That's another thing that I looked for. I know they had their quarterback draft. So, I looked for a couple of them. And they protected him. Uh huh. So I guess if things do fall out with the NFL, he is they have rights to and him. Here's what's weird: like you were talking about Memphis. The, Memphis has Christian Hackenberg. You picked him. They also have Troy Cook, who they took in their quarterback draft, and he's protected. But they have three other quarterbacks. Too. They also have Zach Mettenberg. Well, we'll get to him. So <laughs> next on my list that I'm excited: number two, Bishop Sankey. You remember him, running back from yep. Washington. He's playing for the San Diego Fleet. I liked him a lot. He was drafted in the second round of the NFL draft. The guy has talent. He was one of the top running backs in that whole draft class. Yeah. So just because he was in the second round, that was in that weird time where people did not you value didn't take running backs, backs early. Yeah. So I'm excited to see him get back on the field. He's still relatively young. This might propel him back into the NFL. So I'm excited to see that. Yeah, and I'll go again. I'll, let's get away from the quarterback position for me. I'm going to go with Chris Davis. That sounds like a very generic name, but Robert he's Chris very Davis? famous for one reason. He's not on my list. I'm surprised. <laughs> this is kick six, Chris Davis. What did I try calling that? I don't know. The pick six, maybe. No, I know what that is. It was like the Iron Bowl or something or other. And you were like, yeah, you're an idiot. It was kick six. Yeah. It was one of the most exciting football games I've ever watched. After seeing him return that kick, having like a pretty decent senior bowl, I really thought that he would stick in the NFL. He's a pretty thick corner, about 195 or so, almost six foot tall. I think he could be a guy that works his way back into the NFL and, and has a very good AAF he for career. It? He's going to be with Birmingham, so your team with Trent Richardson. I need to pick a team, and I haven't yet, so... Uh, I'm leaning towards Memphis. I know that we got the DMs about trying to pick a team, but I also I went to see the uniforms because that is Same. important to me. I'm leaning toward the hot shots. and I'm, I'm leaning towards Birmingham, but I like the Memphis roster. I think Birmingham's unis look pretty They're good. they black. Wow, that's probably going to be my team. Yeah, if yeah. you go all black, I yeah. love that uniform. All right, next up for me, here's a name that you're going to love. Scooby Wright. Mm-hmm. Yep. Remember him? Linebacker, oh, yeah. two-way player. All-American, 7th-round draft pick, washed out of the NFL. He is really the anchor of the defense for the Arizona Hot Shots. He was too slow for the NFL. There's really no way to put it. He Maybe been a little undersized. Very beat up as well. I feel like this league, like the, I, I'm so excited to see guys that just couldn't make it in the NFL but were fun players. Like That's what I'm rooting for. Yeah the guys that already kind of have a name coming into this whole thing like Bishop Sankey man like right. you were one of the top running backs in that draft class and you just couldn't make it in the pros at NFL like, if he becomes the best running back in the AAF, I'm going to be really fucking excited. All right? <laughs> right? Like, what if he's more exciting than Trent Richardson? Are you still? I'll, I don't I'm know fine where. With I, if I miss on Trent Richardson <laughs> twice, <laughs> and that's why I want to once. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll keep this rolling. You talk about guys with familiar names. I'm going to go with Greg Ward. He played quarterback at Houston. Yeah. Great athlete. Now he's going to go play receiver for the team in San Antonio. I think that's a great opportunity for him to really prove and get some reps at receiver, see what he can do. Electrifying athlete. I loved him in Houston, I, I so know, now we get to see him play receiver. I know our buddy uh, Dalton Miller keeps saying that you and I have to be San Antonio fans because you know they're going to pull a lot from Austin. Yeah. A lot of former UT players will be there. I just don't know if I can do it. Commanders, I just don't like that name. I don't know. They should have. Like, I'm surprised. I guess it's kind of tied into the Alamo. They could have been the A's. The Alamos. Yeah, I don't know. Something. Riverwalks? I don't know. No. Something. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, up on my list, you picked Christian Hackenberg, quarterback for the Memphis Express. I'm going one-up you. I'm going to take the guy that's taking his job, Zach Mettenberger. And, yeah, I mean, he could definitely be he the definitely. Starter. I don't know who's going to play there. It's going to be so exciting to watch the quarterback battle in Memphis. They also have Brandon Silvers, the guy that we saw right. at the Senior Bowl last year. Last year, yeah. So I'm excited for Mettenberger. I hope he comes out looking like Wooderson with the mustache <laughs> and the headband and everything and just is like, "Yo, yeah, man, I'm just going to throw the ball around a little bit and just have fun yeah. with it. Because Mettenberger mean, and Hackenberger are polar opposites as personalities. I yeah. want like a, I want hard knocks. A-A-F to be the Memphis Express. I just want to see that we quarterback. We do like friends. a stick-to-football, behind-the-scenes look and make it our own thing. I bet they credential us. I feel good we about it. We dominate this whole How league. How far is Memphis from us? Six hours? Six hours. Maybe. Like, probably more like five. Let's go to a game. That'd be fun. Let's do it. Yeah. We'll do a meetup. We already have like 17 <laughs> of them planned. <laughs> right. I just keep telling you, hey, I need you. Pack another one I need on. you to be here. Then. Yeah. What's the next available weekend? It's probably like April, April. 14th or so. Yeah, don't even do the taxes. We're going to be in an AFF game. <laughs> yeah, there it is. All right, I'm up again. This is my last pick. I'm going to go with Sam Montgomery. He played defensive end out of LSU. Yeah. Talented. Yeah, very talented. Good length. And I think the NFL is always looking for guys that can be pass rushers. Didn't really work out for him there. But as I said, I'm kind of rooting for Memphis in, in a weird way. And that's the team that he plays for. They, somehow with the territorial rights, they get to pull from LSU. Yeah, I don't. So I think they're going to have some very talented guys on that defense, and Sam Montgomery is going to be one of them. Yeah, next on my list, uh, it was going to be Aaron Murray because uh, I liked him at Georgia. You yeah. know, our guy, Chris Sims, his brother Matt Sims, took the starting job from him. Oh, hey So, Audible, I'm going to go Ed Reynolds. Remember him safety from Stanford? Nope. Nope, <laughs> nope no one. I'm getting an empty room. No, was, uh-huh. nope. he played safety at Stanford. Uh, he's with the Atlanta Legends. Man, he was a fifth-round pick uh, coming out of Stanford by the Eagles. He was a really talented player there, though. I mean, he was he won the Jack Tatum Trophy at Stanford. So, really good player. Um, just kind of struggled to ever make the mark. I think he was a little bit slow. But he has size. He was a first-team All-American, two-time Pac-12 champ at Stanford. Dude had, like, he had a good career. He just wasn't incredibly fast. So, I'm going to put him on here, and I, I got to throw out one more. Do you remember Jeff Luke? that like, yes. super ripped the, linebacker from Cincinnati just a little muscle of right yeah linebacker slash fullback uh-huh he was next mean, right. mean as shit next on my list he is the Atlanta Legends i that I, was yep. the first name that i saw he was on my board too but i had guys like scooby right ahead of him but yeah I, he looked like he's about 5'10 240 and would hit yep. anything that moves yeah i'm excited, excited about the ball. him yeah jeff luke atlanta legends so officially mellow you're waiting for the uniforms? Is that what we're doing? I'm kind of waiting for the uniforms. If you're going to make me pick today, old Pat Chamberlain, I would pick Memphis. I just They have a good quarterback situation there. So, I don't know. That's where I'm at right now. That could definitely change. Definitely change after I see those Alabama unis. Man, those Birmingham iron uniforms are so clean. Like, I don't—I'm a uniform guy. The hot shots, you got the axes, like, crossed over. Hey, wait a second. No. What color are the Hot Shots uniforms? They're red and orange. They are green. What? Okay. Yep. They're, why are they green? They're <laughs> firefighters. Because it's like a forest, I guess. No, they're <laughs> firefighters. Those are green. <laughs> yeah, they're, it's like green, yellow, and red. No, they're red and orange. Are you serious? I swear to God. <laughs> I will give Connor credit. The Fleet uniforms are really good.
1: Like, I, I like I that. Looked at
0: all of them, and the only thing that makes me not want to be a fan of the Memphis Express is that. I the, don't really like their uniform. The E with the airplane. It's very like, uh, I don't know, that... USFL? Yes, I was thinking, I think it was that League Trump owned a team in. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, nothing against the guy. I just I don't like. I didn't like the uniforms. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, I don't know. We'll see. I'm I very don't like excited the to watch football either. this weekend, I can tell you that. And I'm excited that they're trying new things. I think the NFL gets stuck in their ways too much, yeah. and they don't try new things. I love the fact that we're not going to have to see kickoffs. We talk about how dangerous it is, it's a waste of time anymore. Just start the ball at the 25-yard line. We don't see kickoff returns anymore. We see guys in college waving their hands because they're not going to do it. So just take the ball at the 25-yard line. I'm also pretty damn excited about their onside kick rule. No onside kicks. No onside kicks because they don't do kickoffs. So instead, at the end of the game, if you need the ball back, you have to go for it from your 35-yard line. You get a 4th and twelve situation, and you get the chance to convert it. I love it. I love it. I'm excited for it. Saturday, there's football on. It is draft on draft time. My drinks are... Guess what? I saved one. one. There you go. Saved one. Thanks again to our guy, David Sills. And a reminder, March 2nd, Indianapolis, Indiana, 2D Brewing Company, 5 o'clock p.m. We will be out there uh, until they probably kick us out, or until I get hungry at least. So we will be there for a a little while. A minimum of two hours we will be there, handing out... The stick to football bracelets, stick to football stickers, stick to football koozies, and we're at a brewery. Some fun will be had, and the real hair of the NFL draft will also be the there. Re- the hair, Connor, Connor Rogers. J. Rogers. <laughs> I'm. Just, what did I call it? Leroy? Connor Leroy Rogers. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you didn't know it. Like, is I do know username. it. I just, oh, okay. <laughs> I like to just mess with Connor when I get a chance to. It's draft on draft time. This is where You send your questions into us. You can do that on Twitter, Instagram. You can do it on iTunes review. Leave a little iTunes review. Anything, five stars hit I'm just saying, text us, David. Tag Stills it said draft on draft. Yeah, we will probably find it. If Absolutely. we don't, keep sending it. Yep, just keep trying. Uh, all right, Lorenz fourteen. I like that. Which Q wins a one on one, Quentin Nelson or Quentin Williams? Um, I'm not going to bet against Quentin Nelson because I don't want him to beat me up. I feel like that's a guy that if you just say you're against him, he's going to take it personally. And the guy's an all-pro in the NFL. We haven't seen Quentin Williams play yet, and I know he's regarded very highly on every draft site and draft personality, but Quentin Nelson is unique. We have not seen a guy dominate the league like this as a rookie, no, I don't I, think, in any position. I'm taking Quentin Nelson. I would take Will Hernandez as well. Just want to say, yeah, that guard class was very good was Like, so year. Smith was another guy in yep. there that's just uh, yeah. I actually liked Austin Corbett, who couldn't get on the field for the Browns. I bet he mm-hmm. does next year. So yeah, Quentin Nelson, without a doubt. Uh, I don't. Why'd you guys give me this one, Ronaldo Purison? R i I don't know n a l d o p u r i s i n Ronaldo Purison. Sure, close enough. Could I get a definition? <laughs> Can I get an origin? Yeah, start putting your origin on there. <laughs> draft on draft. Can you guys list the teams most likely to trade up into the top five? I'm a huge Niner fan. Same here, buddy. But I'd rather draft I'd rather trade back than draft Josh Allen or Williams at two. Because, well, because, well, been there, done that. And Allen, though, his college tape reminds me of where it's more bar. So this is a good question, man. I think teams most likely to trade up are those teams' a quarterback. Talk about the Broncos. Denver Broncos. The Jaguars, the Giants, the Dolphins, the Redskins. Those are your targets. Now, as a fellow Niners fan, man, I feel you like you want Bosa so badly. But I, I feel like Quinn and Williams at two can fit and he can give you an interior pass rush that is so important. I, I like Josh Allen too. Like, if you can't trade mm-hmm. back, these are two very good players that you could draft it two that are going to help fix a defense that's terrible. And you got to hope the offense is going to be better next year. McGlinchey will be in year two. Pettis will be in year two. McKinnon's back. Garoppolo's back, Kittle's an all-pro. The offense should be okay. Let's just try to get good players on defense. I think if you're a 49ers fan, you should be happy with any of those top three guys. I, I know that everybody loves Bosa, but I don't think there is much of a falloff to Josh Allen. I really like Josh Allen's game, and I think that he could fill a very very big need for the Niners if they can't find a trade partner, but I think they will. Ruben, Roman Tomasoff, uh wants to know, and he asked this to the whole crew. So Connor and Walker, when you listen to this, please chime in. Who do you think you're most likely to beat in a foot race at this year's combine? Oh, well, I'm not going to say David Sills v. Because no, he it, threw it not, out there. He told us he's going to light it up at the foot race. I'm going to take Gil Brandt. I'm going to go. I think I got him. <laughs> hot take here: No one. Yeah. You do not realize how fast every single one of these people are. Even in like Orlando Brown, right? Five eight eight that's still moving pretty yep. damn quick. For his nice. And I know that we tore him apart last year for doing it. That's that's moving. Like I, There are not many people listening to this podcast that could go out there and break a six in the 40-yard dash. It's harder than it looks. I know that when you were in high school, you probably ran whatever you ran, but you are past those days. These are full-grown athletic men. You're not beating many of them. Do you want to talk about high school 40 times? No, you do enough of that on Twitter. <laughs> All right, there we go. Next question from Mason the it got cut off. It's Mason Wellbeloved, right? But it got yeah. cut off. Mason Welby. No, we, you know what? I gotta shout shout this dude out because he doesn't submit a lot of questions. I think he's liked every tweet I've ever sent. And I respect that. Brooke Squinn. Every Everything. tweet. Brooks Gwynn has the notifications turned on. He, I think he's a bot that just likes tweets and sometimes <laughs> like sends Chiefs questions. Yeah, so I know that other guys, like uh, that idiot Dan Barnes gets shouted out a lot, but we have a lot of really good loyal listeners. Dan Barnes might want to start listening to the show when it comes out because he's getting passed. <laughs> Dan Barnes was the first, like, obsessed sticky, and then he got a job. And I'm like, well, <laughs> like, you're getting In passed. a relationship, right. and like, yeah. Patrick Chamberlain right now. Early one Ooh. month in, Patrick Chamberlain's sticky. He's, in the he's lighting it up the board. Okay, he's super sticky. Next question, Mason, our boy. Who do you think will be QB one for twenty twenty? So there, I think there are three schools of thought. <laughs> there's Tua, there's From, and there's Eason. And I, I think From. I think From. Okay. So I, just one school thought. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think that Tua could end up being QB3 in that whole draft. I think Tua's arm strength is going to be a big question. I do, too, and I think his height might play into it a little bit. I know that we're in a new era of the NFL where we're seeing guys that aren't six foot tall, but I, there are a lot more question marks around Tua than I thought that there would be coming Same. into the season. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, with and that. with Jake Fromm, even I told you after watching QB one, I love him even more. I think he's super mature. He's got the body type, he's got the arm strength. I think that he can do a lot, and he's going to be a very good prospect. I'm all in on Fromm. I have been for a long time. Uh, I I just I like everything about his game. People say he's a game manager. I think that's more what they ask him to do at Georgia. Right. That's that's the yeah. offense that they run. I think that'll change this year with uh, what Godwin's gone, Holt Hardman's gone. Uh, Ridley's gone. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to be more of a playmaker this year. You just hand it off to DeAndre Swift. Either way. Yeah, uh, you're all set. Barbell the Tarbell, Justin W. Tarbell. Where do you guys see Charles and who playing at the next level? 3-4 four edge, 4-3 four, edge. Uh, Texas runs a lot of three-man friends, so wondering where you see best. Okay, cool, hook him. <laughs> great. It, That's great. It is. I don't see him as an edge rusher. He is a large human being. He six five two seventy five. 275. I actually think that he fits best what we saw him to do at Texas. He played head-up on the tackle. Yep. A lot of the time, they did late in the year move him around a little bit. They frustrated Georgia by doing that, by moving him around. He's athletic enough to play in some odd fronts to, to mm-hmm. get into gaps, but I feel he's best suited to be a 3-4 head-up-on-the-tackle defensive end. I agree, he, too. What, 35-inch arms? Yeah. Yeah yeah unreal like, incredibly long yeah. arms and if he adds a little bit of weight I think he could be a very good three four defensive end I don't see him cutting the weight and adding that flexibility to be a four three end and I really don't see him as an edge rusher i I like his game I like him as a person he's been on the podcast I like him as like a situational three four defensive end yeah, I, I am with you. And man, there were so many times at Texas where, it, and our buddy David uh, Stills could speak to this. Like late in games, he could turn it on and mm-hmm. and get after people. Just need to see that a little more often. So uh, the underdog kid, forty three, assuming no off season arrest, team fallout, or public outrage. What is the fair market value of Pat Mahomes in draft capital? So Mello and I did local radio tonight uh, in Pride of Joplin. We did Fox Sports Joplin. And the question was asked, would you trade 10 first-round picks for Patrick Mahomes? For right now, yeah. Right now. Next year. 10 first-round picks. Starting 2019 to 2029 first-round picks. I said no. 10 is a high number. 3 is... You're not getting him for three. No, there's the Chiefs wouldn't do it. But yeah, so what would you have to get if you were the Chiefs to trade him? Not not so much. What would you give up? What would you have to? Honestly, get? nothing. There's no yeah, amount. There's there's not even even ten. If the Jags called and said we're gonna give you our next ten first round picks, no, we're good, man. Like thanks. Yeah, they wouldn't. I would say. Would you trade? Would you have traded Brady ten years ago for ten oh, first no. round picks? Hell no. If you want me to give you a number in this hypothetical, I'd say like seven. Seven first round picks. Seven. Consecutive too. Or if like you're not gonna trade him into the division with the Raiders, but if you could get three this year and then do like you know, I want someone four to do this on Madden in for us. Do it on Madden and see. Because you know like Madden, you can trade future picks. I bet you can't get him. No. Well, I don't know. It's Madden. You I've traded like to. a third string quarterback for a first rounder before. What was their potential? I don't know. It was a really superstar development. The Last time I tried to tweet about Madden, people were like, look, check out this noob, doesn't even know how to do that." I don't even remember what it was. I tried playing for like two hours, and then people are yelling at me. So I don't try to do that anymore. I think that also a Pat, like I saw some Chiefs fans tweet about this today. It's like he's he's quickly become one of the faces of the NFL. Like anything he does becomes vi- – he actually talked to us about this. Like, anything, like ketchup, the whole ketchup thing, it just becomes – A deal, and he's like, "I just like ketchup, man." Like, how fast did the Chiefs nip that in the bud with him playing basketball? basketball? Man, you know, Veach called Steinberg today and was like, "No, yeah, I'll fucking kill you, no, if that boy touches the basketball again." Yeah, Uh, yeah. as they should have too. A lot of I know a lot of people got mad about that. Richard Sherman was like, "He's going to play basketball." Yeah, if you're a corner, go for it. If you're a quarterback, no, sit down. I'm sorry, Pat. Listens, Pat, we love you. You know we love you, buddy. No more basketball. He's too valuable to the franchise. Hey, you want to go take some swings in the batter's box? Do it. Yeah. Do it. Maybe don't throw. No, swings. Just swings. Yeah, swings. From a pitching machine. Yeah. Way away from your face. Yeah. <laughs> wear the double the minor league helmet, just in case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe even put a face mask on. Yeah, double flaps. Just wear a football helmet in to the batter's <laughs> box. He's too valuable. He honestly is. Yeah, I don't think there's any hype. I remember watching a video of Tom Brady skiing and being like, what? Like, No don't yeah don't don't do do i don't take those kinds of risk no i mean joe Kane tried to and he ride a motorcycle right can't do it give me the keys no unnecessary Dang. risk during the season it would be like me breaking my hands <laughs> right it would be just like that yeah just like that. bleacher report would shut down and have to if i got bronchitis <laughs> trade their whole draft pick. and it broke my hands <laughs> devastating last question joe yeoman long time listener we appreciate that joe First time DM her. We appreciate that too. Draft on draft question. My wife's birthday is March 2nd. Our mom's birthday is March 5th. She's very much a birthday person. I love that he puts birthday person because he knows you're not. She is a birthday person. She's like me. All right. We also have a 15 month old. What can I do to ensure an amazing birthday for her, but also convince her it's her idea? That I attend the Combine meetup. I like that Joe gets it. And he's like, what do I got to do to make sure? It's her idea. It's her idea that she gets to Joe, do Joe, we love you. And we want to tell you, there's a steakhouse in Indianapolis called St. Elmo's. And I think what you do is just say, baby, let's get a sitter for the weekend. What are your, what's your mom doing? And you go to Indianapolis for the weekend, and you say, "I'm going to take you to Saint Elmo's. We're going to get nice drinks, bottle of your favorite wine, dessert, steaks, that spicy shrimp cocktail. Do it right. I'll help you get a table if you need one." And then you go, "Oh, weird. Tomorrow, my favorite podcast is having a meetup in town. The tickets are free. You Yeah, you know, check that out. Like while we're here, yeah, I, yeah. we're a little early to the reservation, yeah. Or or put it in wrong. Like say it's for no, six. No, you take our Friday night. Okay, and, and then, then the just next day, yeah." Mello has a hotel room you can stay there he can hey, stay with me. with me sounds yeah, like you're pretty fun. close though and you won't need it or find one of our friends that are out of town pay for them to come in town oh that's pay for them to oh, come that's in town so huge saturday night like if you're in indy yeah you get her friends in town yeah it's pretty cheap to fly into indy i've learned so i would go that route he's from champaign illinois is that close i feel uh, like that's close yeah that's like southern illinois i think middle of Il- illinois maybe i'm not up to date on my illinois map I, it is southern-ish i'm waiting for google middle of illinois-ish possibly lincoln land i don't know but that's what i would do i would pay one of her friends to come in town pay for a trip oh we drove through there on the way to ohio state that's why it's familiar that's where the university of illinois is yeah we went right through there yeah look at that okay so there it is i that's what i would do mellow's right Hey, have a girl... Well, no, because you might get stuck with a baby. Have a girls' night Friday night. You watch the baby. Boys' night with us Saturday night. Quid pro quo. Everybody wins. Win, win, win. I like it. We hope to see you there, Joe. We hope to see everyone there. Tickets are free. Swag's free. We're going to have such a good time. We are. There's going to be a lot of conversations being had uh just us standing around drinking beers talking to you guys don't be afraid to come up and say hi 75 people have signed up mellow that's a good number i want 100 oh hell yeah i want to see everybody in that midwest region like get your ass to indy i know that we have people we have people coming in from california you can meet the listener of the year. Aunt the Oreo is going to be there, ladies and gentlemen. Dan Barnes is going to be there, signing autographs. So. I don't. We just sold it short when we talked about me, Matt, and Connor. Like there is yeah. just so much more. JQTV Big is going to be there. It's going to be there kind of a big deal it's kind of it's it's a stick to football reunion is what we should maybe start calling them we should probably have a red carpet for this event and let like the people that NFL honors the people that have been mentioned on the podcast get to watch let's get our let's get our girl Paige Kuhn come out you and Paige do the red carpet because I feel like (laughs) you that's what you'd be good at just the, the interviews and then Connor and I'll be inside. His hair is gonna be coiffed to a T. And I'm gonna have like a bottle of champagne to myself. And let's do it right. So maybe this is too short of notice, but next year I I want to walk a red carpet. Mm-hmm. Or stick to football event. I'll see if we can make that happen. I got you. We got a red carpet. It's easy to do. <laughs> Alexa, order me a red carpet. Uh, all right, that's our show. We had a lot of fun tonight. Thanks to David Stills for keeping it loose. Those are always the best interviews. Make sure you guys check him out. I believe on Twitter he's just at DSV. He, yeah, he's probably early, and he probably got. He was one of the first 13. Twitter users. He's like thirteen. I'm a badass. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and sign up for this new 13. thing. Man, he's ds5 underscore. I was really close. ds5 underscore. Follow David Stills. We want to see you guys in Indy. We want to see you in Nashville. We want to see you in KC, and we want to talk to you Monday morning. Milo Connor and I will be back then. Make sure you have subscribed. Make sure you get those downloads, and check us out in the BR app.